Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Didi Kai, who is the founder and business strategist of fit to profit a company that utilizes psychology, cognitive science, holistic wellness, and business to help health coaches build and scale their businesses. With over 15 years of experience in running her own businesses in the brick and mortar sphere and the health and wellness industry, Didi married her love for living an optimal lifestyle and business to create fit to profit. We have so much to chat about today, Didi. So let's just jump right into this and welcome. Thank you so much, Summer, for having me. I am excited, just as you are, to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So before we get into the professional aspects of your life, how would you describe your life thus far in one word? I have to say it's the best question I have gotten in a while. And interestingly, um, thank goodness to my habit, always naming or choosing a word for the year. And the word for the year is a great fit for what we're working on this year as a family and as a business. And ultimately, when you ask that question, I said, why would it be? Ultimately, it's the same word that would definitely describe my whole journey up until this point. And the word is steadfast. Ooh, that is a good word. That is the first time I've heard that word. Talk about it. Why does that word resonate with you? And why is it so important? So yes, let's go back as far as I've always been a really high energy person. I'm a type A. I want things to be perfect. I love being busy. And so the self-development space um, really have taught me how to work on myself, which is great, but at the same time to have grace with myself, to be compassionate with the process, to trust that no matter what happens is meant to be a lesson that I need to learn. So yes, like I've always had to do it a certain way, my way being in control. So I learned uh, through all my mistakes, <laughs> throughout all the 15 years of having my own businesses, that I have to also be patient with the process. And that means steadfast is ultimately the sentiment. Um, you know, that's the intention now that I bring into my life and business. And honestly, um, through all the experiences that have taught me how to be trusting through the process, really understanding that I'm in it for a long haul. Um, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And uh, it's really interesting in the analogy because I truly, um, when I was in high school, I actually was a sprinter. Until I got burned out with my first brick and mortar business, I became a marathon runner. And so that's another, that's another fact of my life that I find really interesting to where I learned how to use to only love to sprint, to understand the process, the journey, and to train and to be in the process on the journey. And hence, I have to say that's if I have one word to describe my whole journey up until this point, and I think for the rest of my time is probably the steadfast is the right word. 
Thank you. And I love the explanation of that. And I love the correlation between learning how to sprint, but then transitioning into the marathon. And that takes work. I think that takes a lot of work. A lot of times people will will say, and I noticed on your YouTube channel that you do your yoga and you're a runner, you do all these various health and wellness things, which is amazing. And I noticed that you go fast and you are focused. And yet we also learn throughout our journey too, that it's time. And you, I've noticed this in your yoga, that it's time to slow down. It's time to get focused. And a lot of times we do as human beings do things differently to really kind of, Oh, I get out that energy, expel that energy. And a lot of times people will say, well, why don't you meditate? Well, and I say, I don't have time to meditate, you know, or it doesn't really help me. (laughs) And I do find that walking faster on the treadmill seems to get out that energy, that, that excess energy to, for me to be able to focus. So we all find our things, right? So whether it's the day that you need to sprint or the day that you need to do a marathon, but somehow you've worked that out where you brought all that stuff into your tool bag and have applied that throughout your life. So I love the analogy. I love what you're doing today and how you've developed your business. So I want to go on to the next question, which is let's talk a bit about the evolution of your personal journey and a couple of life lessons that helped guide you to where you are today in your life and how these lessons have supported your professional process as well and passions. Yes. um, Love the question. Oh, wow. How much time do we have? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, so um, I I would say a couple lessons that I have learned why the business is where it is right now that I got burnt out after my first um, brick and mortar business. That was also the first time in my whole entire life where I would say the lowest point of my life to where I needed support. Um, And that means I needed emotional support. I needed financial support. I needed everything um, because I was just burnt out. I didn't know what to do. And so the biggest lesson for me for the first time was to ask for help. I have always had it together. I had always figured out a way and, and everything. And I'm blessed. Ultimately, uh, it was definitely just a conversation with my best friends when I mentioned like, wow, you know, for the first time, I have to tell you, no, we're not doing very well. I'm not doing very well. Yeah. And um, just from that and in retrospect, thinking back, I'm like, did I really ask for help then <laughs> the way I told the story? But yes, that was when I was open to receiving help. And she basically cut me a $35,000 check the next day. And that got me through like the next eight months. We figure things out. It's long story short. Um, we ended up, you know, selling the business, et cetera. So that's a really first big lesson. Like in anything in life, it's it's that we don't just exist, stand alone. Um, we're not meant to be alone. And also to be really successful in business, we have to learn how to lean on to our community. And that means it happened to be my best friend then and, you know, my husband and, and you know, now, which is my boyfriend then. But it's ultimately that thing. Us women, we forget that we don't have to do it by ourselves. We don't have to do it alone. That's the first big lesson. Um, and that was, I don't remember when was, when was that? 2020, I want to say 2013 was like a very pivotal moment. And then I want to say the second biggest lesson, um, I would say, 
is really being okay with loss. Um, because I had two miscarriages between my first daughter and my son now. And every obstacle is an opportunity. And honestly, because of those miscarriages, the lesson for me, again, that's why the word is steadfast now to describe my whole journey, is um, to understand the reasons and the lessons in the challenges. And honestly, because of those challenges, I've found my faith. I have really learned to love myself for, for who, who I am because I was there was a long streak of time when I was just beating myself up. I was like, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm doing everything that I needed to do. Why, why would I, why would I ever have a miscarriage? You know, why would that ever happen to me? Like, you know, so second lesson would be to really, no matter how, how dark of a moment that someone is having right now, I just want whoever's listening to know that is really meant to be a lesson that is going to build your character and lead you to the next step. If it wasn't for that, to be honest, I would not be able to have the clarity that I do now uh, in leading my business and my life. And yes, like those are really big uh, moments. And ultimately, where I have niched down to only working with health coaches, again, is just really part of the journey where I got burnt out myself running my own brick and mortars, I'm realizing that, you know, I have to prioritize myself. It's not all about work. It's about working smart. And then ultimately realizing fit to profit really means for us is being really holistically fit. That means emotionally, physically, spiritually, and also financially fit to be profitable. And that's really the evolution um, of, of my business. Really, It's really a mirror of my personal journey up until this point. Thank you so much for being so candid about these life lessons, and I'm sure they will resonate with a lot of people. I always say that, and I don't call them mistakes, I always say that our missteps or things that happen in our lives are the lessons that really teach us how to go forward, how to move forward, and what we can apply to our next steps, right? Mm -hmm. And so these are things that you really took in and you really digested and figured out a way to wrap your mind and your spirit and your experience around so that you could move forward. And I think it's hard for women in particular because we're fawners, right? We like, we like to take care of other people that we tend to forget about taking care of ourselves, even though that we're moving, we're doing great. We're focused, we're doing all these things. And then kaplunk, kaplooey, something happens and it's like, oh, this is unfamiliar territory. <laughs> this feels odd. How do I even tell somebody I'm not having a great day? Right. Mm -hmm. That's tough. That mm -hmm. can be really tough because we feel so out of our element because we're always doing great. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, especially you're, if I, I was always and I'm still, of course, but uh, I'm definitely more transparent, and open with what's going on with us. But for, yeah, for a long time, I always have to put up a facade that, no, I've got it together. I've got this. I don't need anybody. Right. And yeah. I think that's why these stories really, and this honesty and authenticity really resonates with folks because it's real. We're humans. And as humans, we're going to have good days. We're going to have off days. And yet we're going to use that wisdom to move us forward. Right. And that's, that's what I love about your story too. You didn't get stuck in one place. 
It's an, yeah, exactly. It's an evolution. It's it's being adaptable and, and okay, what is this lesson meant to serve me? And then what am I supposed to do with it? Okay, then next, what's like, we have to, because life is ebb and flow, right? Like it's definitely learning to ride the waves. And I, I, I use that analogy, like not very lightly because I learned how to surf without even knowing how to swim. And so you just have to trust that you have your ground and you have your footing and that North Star, right? Like I, I learned this from the self-development that your heart, your center, um, it's always going to keep you grounded. And so ultimately, no matter what it is, I truly believe that if someone really knows herself and really coming from that place, she's going to be successful no matter what. But the work is to truly get all the gunk and the stuff out of the way, get underneath, you know, the the stuff that we shove under the rug and get real like with ourselves and truly what it is that we want and what we don't want and get truly get rid of what you don't want. <laughs> and, and that can be hard, too, because that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people and things that we've held on to for so long, thinking that that's our comfort, or that's what we need, or that is just been part of our journey for so long that it it still needs to be there. But that's not necessarily always true. That thing or that person or that situation might not be serving us well. So I love what you say about being physically fit, spiritually fit and financially fit. I, I love a holistic perspective and how we approach things in life, right? But what I really love about that is that financial fit aspect. And and I'll tell you why. And maybe you can dig deeper into this. Because a lot of times as women in particular, we don't want or we're told not to talk about money. And I think that talking about money and being financially fit is something we need to do more of. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So I'm glad you touched on that. Can you maybe expand on that and how you would work with somebody to get them more financially fit? I love it. Um, Thank you for the question. And uh, this is not known by many, but of course, by my clients. I'm also actually a money certified coach. And what that means is that because I've seen it for myself, obviously, firsthand experience where I was really struggling with charging what I want to charge. Um, you know, ha- I feel a certain way about having sales calls and asking for the money, but ultimately uh, comes down to is our own old, you know, programming of how we were raised around money, right? Like the old belief once upon a time, right? Even if go back as far as like the Roman times, right? Like the rich were evil, like, you know, and, and the poor is, is noble and justice, the good people. And so it's deep, it's deep. And definitely in our culture too, women just aren't working just most recently. It's not, it's not within us to have that power to step out and do what we love and, and, and earn our own money. So it's not yes ingrained on, in our culture just yet. So So that's why the conversation about money um, is so taboo for women, especially because of that, right? So we have to be able to talk about openly, but ultimately each and every one of us have our own programming and barriers um, that we have to work through. For the longest time, I was doing all of the things, um, you know, I looked really good on paper and I, same thing with some of, some of my clients who came to me initially looked really good on paper, but they were struggling. They were in debt. They are not making money in their business, etc. It's just because along the lines of believing for me, money is evil. And I'm a good person. 
So if I'm a good person, obviously I'm not, I don't want money because I don't want to be evil like the rest of the right. And so that belief I have to really um, mitigate with, with like deep work um, in terms of seeing where did it all start? Right. Like, and, and how did it all start and really talk through how is it now manifested into my money habits now, like as an adult, because ultimately for any business owner right now, if you're not making money and I'm, I'm making a bold claim, if you're not making money to the level that you want, you have money blocks. And sometimes it's not anything about you don't know to budget. You don't know not to spend none of that go really far back and really deep to where you just have to excavate to see what are your money beliefs and how are you really, um, you know, handling, you know, what, how are you making your money decisions right now? And also last but not least, money touches everything. It does. It touches everything. It doesn't buy everything, but it touches everything. And unless we handle that money conversation and we really take it by the horns and really say, no, I want to change this. And ultimately, I really truly believe in building a legacy. I came from a third world country for us to be able to sit here and say, we are very successful coming from nothing. I am proud of that. I want to be able to change that for my kids. You know, I want ultimately my ceiling to be their floor, right? Like, I mean, I came from nothing. We barely had enough to, to eat, you know, on, on a daily basis. And so financial independence is very important to me in terms of creating a legacy, but really teaching women, every single woman that like she can own it, she can have it too. But it's ultimately at the end of the day, and it's all about self-worth. Absolutely. I absolutely love that. Such wise words, such good tips that comments about excavation, digging deep, understanding where these blocks are coming from. So important because if you've got the blocks and you don't recognize them, you don't even take the time to recognize them. How are you going to get past them? So, and I love that you talk about money, that you are a money coach and that you have that experience, but yet you've also had the experience of, I don't have it right now. I need some help. I need to overcome my money issues right? So we all go through something. And those things that we go through just lead us to where we are today. And that is, again, you have a business, you have more insight, you've taken the steps to transition your path and your journey into something that you're really passionate about. And the other thing that I love to hear too, Didi, is when you talk about fit to profit, And you talk about some of the things that you do and about not just sprinting and allowing it to be a marathon. That's a huge deal because a lot of people and a lot of young folks, and I think we as young folks, when we were there too, it was like, we want to get there yesterday. We wanted to be there yesterday, but what we didn't realize is it's steps. Mm -hmm. We take the steps. We can't pass over the steps and we can't pass over the life lessons because those life lessons are really what's going to get us to the next step. So you've recognized that you've put those life lessons into place. You've got this great business called fit to profit. Can you talk just a bit more about that and how you help people and some of the things that you do to bring community together? Yes, absolutely. 
So fit to profit, of course, we have evolved uh, after the years, but ultimately, as you have heard already, that we now really support health coaches. I truly believe that the future belongs to health coaches and we can only rely on each other, especially health coaches, to tell the truth about what's really happening around the world. <laughs> um, we can save that part of the conversation for another day. Okay. Uh, but truly, without health, nothing else is possible. Health, I truly believe, is wealth. And so at Fit to Profit, um, we teach health coaches how to obviously overcome money barriers so that way they can have powerful sales conversations and really understand the whole sales process via the lens of really building relationships. And that is connected to the second part of your question of how you build in community is that everything that we do, especially when it comes to health, is all based on, on trust, you know, and reputation. And so we serve our clients um, on a very semi-intimate setting where we really work through every single thing when it comes to having the right market because every one health coach is meant to serve one niche. Um, and I truly believe it's not just to, oh, lose 30 pounds and feel better, have better skin. It's not on a very surface level. I truly believe that all of our health coaches are really meant to prevent a particular medical issue in the future. For example, I mean, you name it, diabetes, high blood pressure, allergies to certain things, et cetera. So health coaches' jobs are basically even more important than doctors. Doctors are all about interventions. When you go to them, they give you a diagnosis. It's almost too late. Health coaches are teaching you how to prevent medical conditions that you don't want to deal with. Number one, talking about financially fit, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Secondly, it's going to also cost you your life span. <laughs> yeah. and, and while you are living with a certain particular condition, quality of life is less than optimal. That's why we work closely of each and every one of a health coach to really have them understand that they're just not working with a, a niche or like a group of people. What are they preventing? Like, what is the future for these clients? And so going deep with that, one thing, teaching them how to be truly uh, committed to their, their, their own value so much that selling, it's like a natural part of their business. And it's not like a, a chore, like a thing that they need to do. It's right. just... Like as if you have a cure to cancer, you want to tell everybody. So we, we get health coaches to have that level of confidence in themselves and, and their and their self-worth that they can have that. And then on the back end, we help build out the sales process as well with the help of our virtual assistants. I know for myself, when I first started my business, it's impossible to do everything by myself. And so we equip our clients with virtual assisting help as well. So on, on another angle or like another um, part of our business is I also run a virtual assisting agency. So that way, I really truly believe that's like my way of giving back because we hire many people from all around the world to support the team and creating opportunities for them. I'm blessed to be able to be in the States to do what I do, but those people across you know the, the globe, I mean, South Africa, the Philippines, Nigeria, India, third world countries, they don't have the same opportunities we do. And so all in all, to answer your question, that's how I can create community 
here and afar, and then bring all the health coaches together so that way we can collectively make a difference. Oh, so. my goodness. I love how you're bringing community together and how you're really supporting not just your business, but other businesses by the business that you've created. So it really is this domino effect and you're helping a wide range of people throughout the world. So thank you for that. I really love your story, Dee Dee. So as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I would say just to believe, build your belief that anything and everything is possible, no matter where you are right now in your life. I love it. Thank you, Didi, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure. And thank you for you as well for doing what you do and putting this all together. And so you can share with the world. Thank you. Thank you. You can follow Didi Kai on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and at fit2profit.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.